so what a crazy month, huh? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. So um, thanks for being patient <laughs> because I know it's been a while since I put out another podcast episode um, and we were already three episodes into the new season. So thank you guys for being patient. Um, it's definitely been a process for me. Um, there's been a lot going on in the last... Um, three or four weeks uh for one thing i actually what i did was i went on vacation and i think um right before i was um right when i put the last episode out like within a week or so i was actually going to be going on vacation so i took a couple of weeks off um which is a big thing for me just because i've never really taken that much time off on a regular basis um i think last year was the first year that i was able to give myself about two weeks off um aside from the holidays aside from like a christmas because i usually try to take off extra for christmas but it's never a solid two weeks it's always been like a week or week and a half but i was able to you know save up and um on my time and be able to take a couple of weeks. Um, it was actually a little bit more than that. It was about two and a half weeks, which is the longest vacation I have taken or I've had off of any kind of work or school situation since I was a teenager. Um, so it was a definite new thing and experience for me to say the least. And I'm really appreciative of it. So I don't, I don't, take it lightly. And I know people will be like, Oh, he's like throwing it in our face or he's like, you know, um, he's, a uh, talking about how he has all this extra time, et cetera, et cetera. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. Actually, I know a lot of people who took the entire 2020 year off. So um, me taking two and a half weeks off um, and it, it being the longest vacation I've ever taken since teenager being a teenager, I think that says something. So so I'm going to give myself a break and say, no, I deserved it. I deserve the time off. But uh, yeah, so as soon as I went on vacation, um, there was all these things that I was going to be focusing on and doing. I even made an entire like to-do list just because it can be really easy to become distracted. And the moment that I feel like I can enjoy my time off and just not have to do anything um my body <laughs> automatically starts to go into shutdown mode like oh you're taking time off you're going to be on vacation so i'm shutting down and i'm not going to you know work as quickly and i'm not going to think as quickly and so um as soon as i started my vacation um even though i had a list of things i was trying to work on specifically my book because i wanted to knock out at least two chapters of my upcoming book um but i didn't get to any of that as soon as I started vacation, um, the first week I was able to chill and enjoy it um, and not really have to worry about anything. During the second uh, week is when my assistant, uh, Roxy, she became ill and she became hospitalized. She had to go into the hospital. Uh, and she went in because she thought she had mold. Uh, she was having a reaction to mold or to some sort of like mold, mold poisoning in her lungs. Um, and the reason why she thought that was because um, when the big freeze happened in Houston and in Texas uh, earlier this year and nobody had power for almost a week in like frigid temperatures, which we're now finding out that there's like, I think from what I read, there was like 300 people or 700 people, which is a big difference. 700 is a big difference. I think it's 700 um, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, let me look that up. Um, but yeah, uh, I took the first week off I enjoyed it and then the second week um I had to deal with my assistance situation so I was able to rest but I wasn't really able to relax as much um 
because it was just a really hard, um, it was a really hard week to go through with her and having to deal with all of that. Um, okay, so it says here it's, yeah, 700 people. So an estimated 700 people. I was just checking that to make sure. Um, so she became sick and she thought she had mold poisoning. She went to the hospital and it, she was kind of cut off because she only went in with her cell phone and they automatically treated it um, like it was COVID. And so they dealt with it the way they would deal with COVID. Um, and so there's more to it than that. So it wasn't mold. It wasn't mold at all. Um, and to be honest, you know, I think that it's something that she wasn't expecting to get when she got it. And I think when Texas opened back up and people weren't masking, I think that was when people let their guard down. Um, and I know a lot of people and friends and, and I'm one of the people who is a little more paranoid about you know, getting COVID. So whenever I see people posting stuff or posting pictures or whatnot, uh, I automatically assume, Oh, there's a mistake up. There's a mistake up. Look, they're not wearing a mask. So people let their guard down. And I think a lot more people have gotten sick since the reopening and they're just not talking about it on the news. Um, they're not really sharing details or numbers. People in Texas, it doesn't seem like people really, really care or want to talk about COVID or want to talk about masking or want to talk about having to be, um, like locked up in your house. Um, I personally, I am not there yet. I think, think I will be there in a few weeks, um, but I'm not there yet. But, uh, and I'll, I'll tell you more about it cause I got vaccinated while I was on vacation actually. So that's another thing I want to mention to you guys. Cause that, that's a whole nother, uh, story there, but she is okay. So as of right now, she's okay. She's been in there for two weeks as of this recording. Um, she had a little bit, a little bit over two weeks. I think she's been in there for two weeks and two days. Um, but it's definitely taken a toll on her. It's been a process for her in recovering. Um, and there's been a lot of, um, other issues that have come up while she's been there. Um, and it's, it's just been a hard situation for her to go through. I, it's been a hard situation for me to see her go through, um, especially since I did go through a similar situation when I was a child, which I won't get into too much right now just because I want to wait till she's out of the hospital so that way I can have her on and then we can talk about what her experience was like. But And also, it, there's details that I don't want to share because they're personal to her and it's her decision. But um, nonetheless, it, it's been a difficult, like the second week was difficult. And then, um, this past week I was, it was a normal work week for me as well. So it's been a bit of a, it's been a bit of a process, um, just having to deal with that. So that it, it, I'm, I'm just happy she's okay. And I'm happy. It seems like she's going to come out and she should be out hopefully this week, hopefully fingers crossed. Um, but it's been, in a journey of healing for her. And I've been talking to her like almost every day, twice a day, maybe three times a day, just because of what she needs. And also just to talk through some stuff. And I know like being in the hospital is not going to be the easiest thing, especially since you're kind of cut off from the world. And right now, because of COVID and the hospitals, the way that they're, they're functioning, um, they're not really letting anybody into the, the visiting areas. Um, they're just still functioning as if, you know, COVID is still happening, which it is. Um, I'm hearing about other people who did not mask up or just drop their guard again. Um, they didn't vaccinate and they ended up getting COVID and then they got hospitalized. So I'm seeing, I'm hearing that and that's already happening several times now. So I'm thinking, what is going on in Houston? What's going on in Texas? And actually when my assistant was um, being taken to the hospital by the cute, uh, one of the cute uh, EMT guys, 
But they asked her, like, where did you want to go? What hospital, if she had an idea? And she told them which one she wanted to go to. And when they checked, which it was, it's a big hospital system. It's like Memorial Herman. Um, they told her that they they came back and said they had no room. They were full and they were at capacity. I'm like, okay, when did that happen and why are they at capacity? So I thought that was odd. Um, of course, I mean, there could be many reasons for why that is, why that is but I thought that was odd. I'm like, okay, so she had to go to a hospital that she didn't really know too much about and isn't really the top-notch hospitals in the area. So she's there and getting the treatment she needs. And actually, they've they've been they've been leveling up since she's been there because she's been calling them out on stuff they need to work on. So I think that's helped her um, recover. But hopefully, she'll be out this week. So let's go to the let's go to the vaccination because that's the the thing that I want to mention to you guys. Um, with the vaccine. I will say that, um, so I've already been fully vaccinated. Um, I'm one week away from, am I one week? Yeah, I think I'm like eight days away from the time frame that you're supposed to wait because when you get the second shot, depending on what you get, but if you get like the Pfizer shot, which is what we got, after you get your second shot, you're supposed to wait um, 10 days, I think. No, 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 I'm sorry. You're supposed to wait two weeks, which is like 15 days uh, to be safe, um, just because it may take some time for it to uh, kind of pick, get picked up and integrated properly within your system so that it's actually working at the best in the best way it's going to be able to work in your system. Uh, so we, we made that plan like, okay, well, we'll just get vaccinated and get fully vaxxed and then we will wait the time and then we, and then we can go out, which I doubt my partner's going to want to go out. He's just not there. Um, I'm there, but I'm not going to go out until that time frame is up with. And I just, I just don't want to, I don't want to even take the risk because I know people who they're like, Oh, I, I've been vaxxed. I've been vaxxed. And then they go out the same day, got vaccinated thinking that they're good to go, but they, people don't listen. People don't pay attention. People do whatever they want to do. So then they go and end up getting COVID <laughs> when their body hasn't even had a chance to utilize the vaccine yet. <sighs> so yeah, we got the first vaccine. Um, that was um, not a hard experience at all. I was actually thinking it was going to be a lot more complicated, but it seems like here in New Mexico, they've pretty much got a good system um, in place. Um, and it's, it's pr- actually super easy. All you have to do is just go online or go to like the state's website and then you register for the vaccine. And then after you register, then you select it, like where do you want to get your vaccine, which which type of vaccine, and then it'll tell you what's available or location-wise. You pick the location, and then it sets up your appointment. And then you get a text message, and then you get an email as well. Um, and it handles all of like the basic questions, like if you have to fill out any kind of paperwork or if you have to like answer medical questions about your state of being, etc. Uh, and that was easy. That was it. So. It was pretty easy. We set up, we scheduled it. We drove to Albuquerque because I didn't want to go into any location. I just wanted to go through a drive-through just because, you know, I don't want to be inside of a building. Again, I'm one of those paranoid types. So we drove to Albuquerque and um, got there, got in, got to the place. We were putting queue in line within five minutes. And then um, within another like minute or two, we were able to go ahead and part and pull into the spot and then they came gave us our shot and it actually happened the day before i was it was it the day before my birthday yeah it was the day before my birthday i think it was like the fifth and that was it like 
got the shot and we had to wait 15 minutes because they want to make sure we're not going to have a reaction. So we parked our, I parked a truck like right there in one of the spots they had available. And we got a text message automatically as soon as we got our shot saying, Hey, you know, you should be waiting in the parking spot. If you have any, you know, reactions or you feel anything that is, and they, they gave us specific things to look for. So if you experience this or this or this, then honk your horn and we'll come over and check on you and see what's going on. Um, so they were prepared to react if they needed to. So we just parked the, the truck. A bunch of people were parked there. Um, there was plenty of nurses. Everybody was wearing masks. They didn't allow anyone into the area without a mask. Very friendly. Uh, the lady who gave me my shot, she actually wished me happy birthday. She's like, what are you going to do for your birthday? I'm like, try to stay alive. That's what I'm trying to do for my birthday. Um, but you know, that was it. And then went for 15 minutes in the parking spot. The only thing, while I was sitting there in the parking spot, I ordered Whataburger. Um, if you're not from Texas, then Whataburger, you know, you wouldn't know what Whataburger is, but it's really, really good. It's a very local, like regional, um, burger place. That's just really, really delicious. It's super hearty. And anyways, I was sitting there, I hadn't had Whataburger or fast food in a while. I actually don't eat out that often anymore. Like I used to, and I don't really eat a lot of, um, fast food. So uh, I just went and ordered my Whataburger, our, our food, while we were waiting for the 15 minutes to be up. And then during the 15 minutes, we were just paying attention. The only thing I felt were some sensations in my, in my temples and in, in the sides of my, my head. Um, I felt a few sensations there. And I did feel a little bit like drowsy. Like I just got a little groggy for maybe... I want to say it was less than 10 minutes. It didn't really last very long. Um, but that I felt that. And then I had a little bit of a sensation like in the right side of my chest and then also like underneath my underarm. And then I also had the same sensation on the left side, which is where I actually got the shot because I got it on my left arm. And so I did have a little bit of soreness in my arm. It took a little longer for it to really get sore. Um, but it got uh, sore for a while. And I also felt the sensation in like my underarm on my left side, on my right side, it was just more of that sensation on the right side of my chest, but then that kind of went away as well. But it wasn't like an abnormal sensation because every now and then if, if I get really anxious or I get really nervous, I definitely feel that like, you know, little sensation on the side of my chest. So I always have to be careful. Like, okay, well, you know, am I having a heart attack? What's going on? Um, but no, it's just one of those things that I have that experience every now and then. But um, it, that was it. Everything was fine. Like we left there. We headed over. After the time was up, we got another text saying, hey, your time is up. You can go. And that was it. And we also set a timer. So we weren't just waiting for someone to tell us anything. And then we left and we didn't experience anything there. Nobody was having a reaction that we knew of. Um, nobody was honking. Everybody, there was like probably, I want to say seven or eight cars lined up and everything was by appointment only. So the, everything was pretty scheduled, but that was it. It was really simple and easy. Um, I specifically wanted the Pfizer. Uh, the reason why, the reason why I wanted the Pfizer since the get-go from the very beginning of this whole ordeal um as soon as uh when i last year early uh in the summertime last year when i had done a few videos about the virus and covid and what i was seeing what i was thinking what i was feeling about it etc which i mentioned in one of those videos that i did not feel it was a naturally created virus um i felt like it was it was constructed or it was kind of um it was like a hybrid. I would say it felt to me in my mind when I saw it last year, it felt like a hybrid, like a hybrid type of um, virus that wasn't a naturally occurring virus. Um, there were natural elements to it, but I also felt it was like a fusion of like one or two separate things. So 
when I was having these uh, visions and these uh, in, these insights and this intuition last year about the virus and some of the details that was coming up, I was also tuning into the vaccines because I did mention that I felt there were going to be three vaccines. Um, at the time, I thought that the vaccines, that there were going to be one and there were going to be three vaccines before summer and there was going to be one out of the U.S., one out of Europe or from a European company, and then one from Asia. And I felt that people were not going to want the one that was kind of coming out of the US. They were going to want the one that was coming out of Europe or the one that was produced by the European company. Um, Because it was going to either there was less side effects or people um, were going to have more effects with some of the other vaccines that came out. So they were going to want the one that was like the just the the best of the of the options that were available. And so for me, Pfizer, as soon as Pfizer came up, when I saw that Pfizer was coming up, and so was Moderna. um, And I saw the numbers and the percentages of what it was supposed to how much you know, how much percentage was supposed to protect you. I was like, Okay, I'm good with that. That that'll work for me. And uh, that's the one that I wanted. And I made up my mind. That's the one I want. That's the one that I feel good about. That's the one that I'm going to get. And even though there have been um, some instances where people have had reactions, et cetera, um, we're not hearing about millions of people dying from vaccines. We're not hearing of hundreds of people dying from vaccines. Um, There might be people who are having reactions, and I'm pretty sure there are people who have reacted in a way where they have passed from the vaccine or it was a contributing factor. But I still trust the, I still trust the, ability of the vaccines to work the way they're supposed to. Um, yes, there are risks. And and this is something that became an issue because when I got the first shot, I had posted it on social media and I was just on there and I was kind of, you know, flippantly making jokes about how, you know, I was waiting for all these crazy reactions, which I was, I actually was. People don't realize like what my brain was like before I got the shot. I got, (laughs) this is, this is how prepared I had to be. Right. So I was like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm going to have a reaction or my partner's going to have a reaction. I don't know what's going to happen. So I went ahead and I was already making some, um, uh, memorial arrangements for my mother for the future because I wanted to make sure that we have stuff set up in the future so that when the time comes down the road and she passes, I don't want to stress out. I don't want to have to freak out about having to make plans. I don't even want to have to deal with like the stress of it. I just want to call someone and say, Hey, you know, she's, she's passed. And that way they can start like going into, okay, automatic. We're going to take care of it. You know, this is what we need you to do, which is, should be minimal. Um, and cause that's what I would rather deal with. I don't want to do. And this what what brought that on is just because I had been having dreams about my mom last year, several dreams, in fact, and I just could not shake the idea that something was going to happen. And something did happen actually in, in um, relation to one of my dreams. But, and my sister also had a few dreams herself about something happening with my mom. And then she had a dream about our loved ones in spirit or our relatives, um, our grandfather, et cetera. And he had mentioned that my mother wasn't going to be around too much longer to, you know, do the best that you can with her. So it was an interesting, uh, there were a bunch of um, signs and I was like, okay, you know what? I don't even want to take the risk if something happens to mom and we're, you know, I don't want to be caught off guard. I just want to grieve. I don't want to have to think about doing anything but grieving because that's probably where my mind is going to be. And I'm going to have to be there for my sister. I'm going to have to be there for the family. So 
um, I don't want to deal with with anything extra. So I was already make, making plans like uh, plan those plans for her because she was very specific about what she wanted. <laughs> so I had to make sure, okay, she this is what she wants. I don't want to deal with her popping in after she's passed and saying, hey, what, what did I tell you that I wanted, right? So I had to make those plans. Um, and by the way, guys, my throat is a little bit hoarse just because it's like, what, it's two o'clock in the morning here or one o'clock in the morning now and it's getting later. So um, I thought I'd do this in the middle of the night, right? It's the best time to record a, a podcast is in the middle of the night. Um but I was making those plans and I decided, you know what, they, there was some really good options available for myself and my partner. So that way, if something happened to one of us, um, especially if something ever happened to me, I don't want him to have to deal with the stress either. I want him to just grieve and he can focus on that. He doesn't have to worry about thinking about doing this or thinking about doing that. So I got our, ourselves, um, our memorial arrangements done and everything for, you know, how things will be progressing. Something happens and we're in New Mexico. We'll be shipped back to Houston where the family's at, you know, we're going to be, um, uh, we will be, um, uh, cremated. So that's the route that I wanted to go. But it was interesting, uh, to have to go through that experience and making like arrangements for, a funeral that hasn't happened yet. No one's dead. You know, it's, they're here, they're okay. And, but you have this thought in your mind, like, okay, well, you just want to make sure, you know, you had these dreams, your sister had, you know, these dreams, what's up with that? So, and because it's our family and it's us and it's, you know, it's my own stuff. I can't clearly see my own future. I can't clearly see my mom's future. If I care about the end result, then it's going to affect like the way that I sense details and I'll miss some stuff. And then I'll be kicking, you know, I'll be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. So yeah. So anyways, uh, back to what I was saying. So I was prepared <laughs> to get this vaccine because I was like, like if something happens, one of us has a reaction. We have health insurance. We have, um, you know, memorial arrangements made. Like it's, if it goes down, it's going to go down. Then at least we're, we're you know, I, one of us has not, doesn't have to deal with this, the craziness of it. So I was ready. And I know it sounds morbid, but you know, that's just the way that I am. I like to be prepared for whatever I'm going to be dealing with. And, uh, so a person there was, I, as soon as I got back from taking the vaccine, I flippantly said online, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for these crazy, uh, uh, reactions and, you know, I'm waiting for this or for that because there, there have been a lot of people posting about the vaccine and things that are not actually happening. They're just regurgitating or they're just like sharing, um, a little like a meme or something that is not really based on anything solid. So you have people going around and putting out a lot of misinformation. And now we find that there's people in the industry who have been paid to put out misinformation because they have a following or because they are influencers. So you, you have to always approach things a little bit with a skeptical mind and uh, take it with a grain of salt. Don't take it so seriously. Don't, automatically assume that this is 100% the truth and it's the gospel just say well I don't know you know so I made my comments and there was conversations happening but we were basically talking about the vaccine and how it's important for people to get vaccinated etc and you know what I tell people and what I've been saying is that this is a personal choice you know people don't have to get the vaccine if you're going to get the vaccine, you know, then it is a personal choice. You have to decide which one you want to get and you have to be willing to deal with the consequences because by, you know, by no, by in no way, shape or form are vaccines hundred percent safe. We, I mean, we know that 
vaccines are not 100% safe. And they're still not, a, it's not a perfected thing, but no technology that we have, any medical technology, our doctors, none of them are 100%. None of it is 100%. So you just try to aim for consistency and higher numbers and statistics that are going to be, you know, aligned to the goal and then give it your best go. But of course, it would be perfect in a perfect world, right? In a perfect world, we would be able to wait. The economy wouldn't be going to hell in a handbasket. You know, the um, people would be following instructions. People would be social distancing, wearing masks. In a perfect world, people would do what they're supposed to do to stay alive and to help keep each other alive. And if they question the, the science or if they question anything, wait till they have evidence and actually use factual evidence, not opinions or ideas that people are going off spouting about because, you know, they have political beliefs or because they believe in QAnon or this or that. So in a perfect world, we could all wait for a vaccine that is 100% safe and we can all wait. Nothing is going to be negatively impacted with our money, financial situation, etc. In a perfect world, this is not a perfect world, right? This is not a perfect world because we have choices that we have to make. Definitely people are dying. I mean, people are not just disappearing into oblivion. People are dying and they're all dying from the same types of scenarios and medical condition. And so if there are scientists around the world and there are, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of professionals and people who study this, who spend years in school and university getting degrees just so that it they can be taken so they that their ability to understand what's going on they have a credential that gives them the right to have an opinion about that a professional opinion about that so i trust those people i trust the doctors who are studying this and who have been trying really hard since this started to find a way to help us get through this i trust them yeah we have a medical industry that is based on making money yeah we have a pharmaceutical ecology that is at risk of falling apart if people stop using you know medicine or stop operating in the medical industry the way that we have yeah we have issues with the medical industry and with some of the ways that we approach diseases you know here in the states we're more focused on um we're more focused on dealing with the symptoms or dealing with the aftermath. We're not really focused on preventative, right? We're not really focused on trying to get ahead of the game and plan ahead and try to prevent anything from happening. In other countries, you know, they, there's a lot more uh, consistency with that kind of mindset, especially in Europe. But here it's not really that, that way. People just, you know, unless you're, you're if you, you don't go to the doctor unless you're sick. You don't go and get, medical attention or get guidance with med with your medical and health and well-being um you don't go do any of that unless you require something special unless something's going on so we have a very different way and we have a different way of approaching and dealing with all that stuff here and I wish that we lived in a perfect world, but we don't. And so because we don't live in a perfect world, because this is definitely a real pandemic, <laughs> people are dying. I know several people that died connected to my family last year. There were seven of them. <clears throat> and then, of course, my assistant um, is in the hospital. And then also um, I think I might have another um, relative in Houston who's 
got it now. So, but we'll see. Um, but anyways, in a perfect world, we could all hold out and wait, right? Not a perfect world. So you have to decide, do you want to take the risk and get a vaccine, which you're not forced to get a vaccine. I'm not forcing you. I'm not going to force you. Um, but certainly there are people who are going to feel forced or pressured into it, but I'm not saying that we should be forcing people to get shots um, that they don't want, right? I, I, I don't really agree with that. So I understand in certain situations and cases it may be warranted and a, a person has to decide, do they want to stay in that industry? Do they not? Is that something that they can just not have to do? But for the most part, it is a personal choice. Every person should make that decision because it is a risk you have to take. And there have been a, there there is evidence to support the fact that um, some vaccines in the past, and these are different types of vaccines. The vaccine that just came out is a messenger RNA um, with Pfizer and with Moderna, even though there are also the traditional vaccine forms like the Johnson & Johnson, et cetera. Um, the amount of evidence that has existed about vaccines being harmful and dangerous have been focused on the older model of vaccine, the older vaccine strategy, not the messenger RNA. That's still new. Um, it's not that new. Actually, most people are saying it's brand spanking new. You know, no, we don't know anything about it. We actually do. It's been around since the mid nineties. Um, there's a woman who actually basically like drove the science behind it. Um, and people did actually experiment on themselves to test it because it was such a new technology in the 90s and the 2000s. So it's not an, a brand spanking new technology. They just were able to finally utilize it because of the pandemic, because they put more um, funding behind that. So let me take a sip here because my throat is like drying up. So as I was saying, um, so it's not new technology. And it's a choice. You can choose to not get it. That's fine. Don't get the vaccine, but you're still going to be around people who could potentially carry the virus. You're still going to be around people who might get the virus from you if you're asymptomatic or if you're one of the asymptomatic people and you end up getting it, but don't have very many effects on your system. And at this point, it is a gamble because there isn't a system in place that can determine if you're going to be negatively impact or not. Um, they're, they're working on that and there's been some breakthroughs in that. And I truly do believe that we're going to end up having some sort of DNA uh, bank or system that is going to um, be based on the your blood type, DNA, and how you can be affected in certain with certain types of viruses and 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 conditions. Um, but that's not there yet. We're not, we're not there yet. So there's no way to know if you're going to have a huge or like crazy reaction or if you're not. Um, and because it is a risk, it is something you have to decide for yourself if you want to do that. So if you're not going to get the vaccine, wear a mask, socially distance and protect yourself and in the process, protecting others as well. It's just a responsible thing to do. Um, it's not, it's, it doesn't have to be more than that, but we are in a world right now where people have politicized well-being, just basic common sense approaches to taking care of yourself and being safe and trying to be safe for others. So if you're not going to get a vaccine, then you can choose those things. It's still a risk because that doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID, but you've already been masked up. You've already been socially distancing. So then just wait, keep masking, keep, keep, socially distancing if you don't want to get the vaccine don't get it and just hold off until the numbers go down 
to such a point where it's a, a very little risk to you. And I think we'll get there. I think we'll get to lower numbers. I, I still think that we haven't, there's more to come, but I think that we'll get to lower numbers. But um, going back to my story, so when I got the first vaccine, there was a woman who went on, she's been, I think, a client of mine for a few years. And she saw my post about the vaccine. And I, I guess she just didn't like the way that I was speaking on it, um, or the way that I was engaging with people about the topic and how I was promoting them. Um, and then she kind of went into her own little rant and started to go on and on about how she was surprised at my reaction to you know vaccines and the way that I was behaving and so immediately she's obviously disappointed with me because of the way that I was dealing with vaccines okay that's fine you can have an issue with me I'm not gonna people have issues with me I, you don't have to like me 100% of the time but if you're gonna follow me you shouldn't be surprised by who I am and how I behave in situations because I'm very honest with who I am and I'm, I'm very open with who I am and I try to put it out there and I try to give people a good taste of what they're going to deal with when they are getting to know me and they're knowing who I am and what I'm about. Um, I want to give people a good taste of it so they're not caught off guard or surprised and time and time again, <laughs> I have people who they become followers or they, um, they, or they become part of that um, social media online community. And even though they're warned, even though I give plenty of ed evidence and I give plenty of examples for how I deal with stuff, people act like they're surprised. Like it's the first time they've ever heard me talk about something or had an, or had an issue on something or, you know, be an activist about something that's important to me. So she, she tried to school me. She tried to go in. She made a long post, commented, um, tried to school me on vaccines. And she was starting to, um, she was trying to dismiss my argument or my position, but she was also not really, um, she, you could, it, it was obvious she wasn't open to anything I was going to have to say. She's very uh, one-track mind about the vaccine. And in her mind, these are dangerous. No one should be getting vaccines. Everyone should just fight this off naturally. And in my mind, not going to happen. Like if you're in the middle of a war and you're on the battlefield and you have been shot in your leg, you know, if you could get, if you could get, um, if you could heal with the proper medications in the proper environment, with the proper support, then yeah, do it do it because if that helps you keep your leg if that helps you to um be able to heal naturally or much more effectively then by all means that's the route to go but sometimes in the middle of a war you're not in a position where you can wait around for luxury you can't wait around for ideal situations and if a doctor is dealing with a situation and there's no way to help someone recover and you've got people lining up because it's becoming an overwhelming situation. You may have to make a decision that is barbaric. And this is why people end up having amputations. This is why people end up having their legs cut off because they don't have the luxury of waiting for an ideal healing environment. Um, and so this is a war where we're fighting a war that is a silent killer because you don't know what's coming. And once you get it, that's it. You've got it. And you have to deal with the consequences of that. And there's no way to know what those consequences will be. And every person is different. So it's a decision that everybody has to make.
so you can wait and hold out. If you can do that, more power to you because definitely wait for safer vaccines. But as of right now, with the numbers and the science, I think they're pretty safe. Um, the numbers are significantly lower to traditional and older model vaccines that have been used in the past. So these are already showing to be a bit more effective. Um, we will find out because it's still you know a new thing. So we won't find out how it may affect people and down the road. We don't know. But I suspect, and this is something that I've said publicly as well, I suspect that two things. One is I think that what the messenger RNA vaccine like Pfizer and Moderna, what they do is um, in your cells, there are there's DNA, right? There's DNA in our body, in our cells. And the DNA basically tells your body, your cell, how to replicate, what to do, what's it, what its job is. Um, and so that cell has all this memory. It has all this information. Um, and what the, the Pfizer vaccine does in kind of very simple terms is it basically gives your cells instructions on how to produce a, a, good, a good defense against certain types of um, invaders, which in this case would be COVID. So it tells your cell how to build a wall of protection. And if, you, if it becomes invaded by a certain type of cell and it identifies it or it, it immediately recognizes it as the invader, it can start to attack it or start to you know take care of business. That's what the, that's what the vaccine does. People whose blood or people whose DNA if and this is something that I was thinking and that I said last year, what I mentioned, that if your cell doesn't know how to replicate as efficiently, or if, for some people whose whose um, systems or immune system isn't as good as doing that naturally, because that's a natural process that the body has. I mean that it naturally can do that, but if you're body can't do that naturally or your cells don't do that very well you're not you really used to fighting off infections or you you're not good at fighting off infections um your dna maybe it's corrupted or maybe it's been affected and impacted then what the vaccine does is essentially tells your cells in your body how to do something that maybe it didn't know how to do as well and what i believe is going to start to happen is that people are going to who've gotten the pfizer or moderna the the mRNA vaccine, the messenger RNA vaccine, people who've gotten that one, we may start to hear stories about people whose conditions were improved or who had suffered or had other types of issues or conditions, not a bunch, but certain types of conditions or issues. And this vaccine may actually engage their system in such a way that it helps with other conditions um, without that being the actual intent. So I think that this is going to be a breakthrough, breakthrough technology, and I'm expecting a lot of new breakthroughs coming through in the next few years for this vac- for this type of technology with vaccines. Um, and I mentioned that, um, I think I mentioned that last year or earlier this year. Yeah, last year. I mentioned it last year. Um, and shortly thereafter, there was articles coming out that they were beginning to see how they could use this kind of technology for other kinds of vaccines, for certain types of cancers, for HIV, etc. And I did make this prediction in October of last year that there would be um, new effective vaccines against these very significant conditions that we've had for decades now, but not enough has been done to stop them, to reduce them. Um, But now we have the technology because of the, the pandemic, we have the technology to 
put these types of vaccines towards HIV and AIDS, et cetera, which I just read an article this past week. They've now begun tr- the first set of trials for an HIV vaccine. So I'm, it's really exciting that they're able to get all of this from just this one type of technology. Um, but that's essentially how the vaccine works. And Yes, there are definitely risks because we don't know what else can be happening as well. And we're not going to know until time tells. And yes, there have been people who have been affected. Um, But people are very misinformed right now and they don't understand everything that's happening because all you have to do is just follow someone who is going to repost whatever they see and people don't look into it. They don't do the research. They don't try to understand the dynamics or the, the, they don't understand the data. They don't look into it. They don't investigate. And because of this, it's just perpetuation and perpetuation, perpetuation of misinformation. And yes, we do have a lot of history where vaccines have been um, not as good for you. And so one thing that has been a common theme or, or trend over you know the last 10 years, I would say, is the idea that vaccines may trigger or cause ADD or ADHD, or in some instances, you suffer, you, children may start to suffer from autism. And that's been one of the big driving forces or driving uh, motivators for a lot of anti-vaxxers. I'm sure there's a lot more, but those are some primary examples. And in the conversation with the lady online, I you know, was like, yep, she's, she just, she doesn't want to hear what I have to say. Um, and so I pretty much just said to her, look, in a perfect world, we can, we have choices. This is not a perfect world. This is a unique situation that requires immediate and, and uh, immediate and quick action. And if we have a vaccine that comes out, we don't have years to wait for this to be confirmed that it's safe. We have to try to reduce the amount of deaths that are occurring in this world because of COVID and the variants that are starting that have become also issues as well. Like India, India was getting, you know, plummeted. Um, So that's the reality of the situation. So you can ignore the idea that you have COVID and then end up getting it. Like I know people have, you can understand that there is a, a, there's something going on because it's COVID and then operate from that premise but if you don't want to get the vaccine, well, then wear a mask and be careful, be cautious, socially distance and to and just hold out and hold out and see if you want to hold out till something better comes along or there's more information. For myself and I, my partner and I, we waited till May. So even though we could have gotten the vaccine sooner, we decided to wait um, and it became available to our group, to our age group in April, but I was not ready. And we agreed we were going to wait till May because I wanted to have enough time goes go by. And I felt like six months was a good amount of time to wait before you got the vaccine. And I actually have some clients who were part of the trials for both Moderna and Pfizer, and they got their vaccines last summer, 2020, um, around the time when it first got done and they started trials and they're fine. They're, they're perfectly healthy. They haven't gotten COVID. So I felt confident. And that's, that was pretty much it. So she was having issues with it and she was, she was just, (sighs) I don't know what she was trying to do. Honestly, I really don't know what she was trying to achieve with the conversation. Um, because my position was my position. Um, I think she was trying to scold me and I think she was also trying to, in in a way, talk down to me. Cause I think one thing that she said that I think what, what really got me going was the moment that she mentioned that, um, 
she didn't agree with me in a lot of things before. Um, and she sees me post these things and she doesn't agree with me with my politics. Um, she doesn't agree with me with some of the, the, the black lives matter movement. Um, she didn't agree with me with the vaccines. Um, but she had forgiven me and she keeps forgiving me because she loves me. You know, and this is, again, I don't, this is not someone I personally know. This is just someone that's been a client for a while, but the moment that that it went that way, I was like, okay, well, this, I'm not even going to have a conversation about this because you've already just made it very clear that you think you're superior to me. You think that my position is not valid. And on top of that, you are following me consistently. And yet you consistently don't agree with my positions on some very big key, important things. Why are you following me? Why are you here? Why are you a part of the circle of the work that I am here to do. So that's where I was like, this is a waste of time. Like I live in a, in my mind, I live in a type of reality where I try to focus on the facts and the information. And I try to make decisions that are practical and that are going to be just the best decision to make. And then I trust my instincts and my intuition. I don't believe we can wait for a perfect solution because it's not there. And people were dying and people are still dying. People are still getting sick. So that was my position. And so I just said, look, you can you can think whatever you want to think about this conversation, about my position on this or that. You know, I got my vaccines as a child and I do have ADD or ADHD. Yeah, it's I could very well be suffering from that because of those vaccines. I don't know. There's nothing to, I haven't gotten tested for to see if the vaccines were the cause of it. I mean, how do you find that out? How do you figure that out? And there hasn't been enough um, funding for those kinds of studies for people like my age group in my age and my generation who got these earlier forms and models of vaccines. So I wasn't going to talk about it anymore. I was, I was done. I was like, okay, well, I'm done. So you can do whatever you want, but I suggest you just, I pretty much just said you can just follow whoever you want to follow, but it's obvious that I'm not the person you should be following because if you have so many opinions and so many positions that are opposite of mine, why would you follow me? Yeah, maybe I did readings for you. Maybe I'm very good at doing readings and you got a lot from those readings with me. And, you know, aside from these key things, you like me as a person, but if you like me as a person and all I've, all you've gotten from me is readings, but I'm working and keep promoting specific key things that I think need to be spoken about, need to be acknowledged, need to be addressed, um, then you were a mismatch and you need to follow people who you connect with, who you are aligned with. You're not aligned with me. You're, you're aligned with someone else and it ain't me and you don't owe me anything. And I don't need an I don't need you to forgive me because I never asked you to forgive me. I never, ex I never needed forgiveness because my positions are my own and I stand by my positions. Maybe I may have said one thing or another thing and uh, maybe I could have said it a little bit differently. Maybe I could have adjusted some of the verbiage, but honestly, overall, I still hold the same position. Nothing changes with the position. So if I change a few words, it doesn't matter. I'm still doing the same thing. I'm still thinking the same thing. I'm still going to promote the same thing. So at that point, we was like, okay, that's fine. And so I think she got the hint and that was it. That was the end of that conversation, you know, so be it. And I think it's important because people sometimes will see me engage with people who want to 
bring up like sensitive topics or people who become offended or people who don't like me for this or that. It doesn't happen that often, honestly, but when it does happen, sometimes it happens just because people are idiots and I don't really pay attention to that because I'm like, look, if they want to spend their time hating on me or saying this or saying that, they're more than welcome to. I'm just going to block them or ban them from the channel. It's no big deal. Um, it's That's what these people are like. They're just trolls. But then you'll have someone who engages in, in an idea and it's like an opportunity. And I see it as an opportunity. And so people may say, oh my God, Franny's getting into these fights. Not really. Like if you look at my, if you look at my pages, like I don't engage in that way that often. It's happened a handful of times. <clears throat> but when I do it, I see it as an opportunity because it's an opportunity for me to share my, my thinking around it to help others understand where I'm coming from and what I feel about something also psychically or intuitively. And also to just make it a point to talk about it because people in the past have been so complacent and not talking talking or acknowledging or discussing something and then it just doesn't get dealt with it doesn't get handled um there was a lot of things that i think in the last four years that went on in this world that if people would actually just deal with it or stop hiding from it or just talk about it and hold each other accountable that things would have not turned out the same way and we have to, we have to hold ourselves accountable. And I come from a Hispanic Catholic family where if something was going down, you didn't talk about it. You just ignored it, you know, you push it under the rug and you're done. Um, and that was the norm. That was the trend. So I was done and I made it clear to everybody and I used her as an example and as an opportunity. And I, I'm actually grateful for her. And she, it's not like she's this horrible person. I mean, she wasn't like a, a, a mean or evil person. We always have a habit of wanting to demonize people. We disagree with as if they're the devil. No, like this is just another human being. It's coming from a very different perspective and point of view. And we are not on the same train. <laughs> so get off the, tra- get off my train and get on somebody else's because I, I need to know who I've got in the carts behind me. So that way I know what I'm supported by. But, um, yeah, so that's, that, that happened right after the first vaccine. And then the second vaccine, um, we just got that this past week and it was actually a lot easier on our system than the first one. The first one, um, after the first day, I felt those few sensations. Um, there were three days, um, after the first one, there were three days where for like an hour or an hour and a half, maybe two at the most, um, on three separate occasions, I felt a little nauseous and it only lasted for like an hour, an hour and a half. I felt kind of nauseous, almost like if you wake up and you feel like you just want to throw up, that's how I felt. And I was like, maybe this is how it feels like, you know, when someone's pregnant and they they feel nauseous in the morning, that's how I felt. And so I had to kind of sit with it for a little bit and then it went away. That was it. Um, I didn't really have anything else that, that I was, that I really paid it, that I noticed. (laughs) I mean, my body does funny things all the time. So it's not like there was anything specific that I thought was out of the ordinary. Um, my partner, he had a little more, um, challenges with the vaccine. Um, he was more groggy. Um, he said he had a little vertigo um, and apparently what he described in his symptoms, he's like in the 10% of the people who have specific types of vertigo symptoms. Um, and so he had that for a few days sporadically. And then that kind of went away as well. Um, And then with the second vaccine, he hasn't had any. uh, The second day, um, the first day we got it, we got sore. Um, I got a little sore. I wasn't too sore as as I was with the first one. He got way more sore. Um, And he also got tired or drowsy. The second day, 
um, the only thing that I had was my my face, um, my eyes. Like whenever you're gonna like have allergies and your eyes get a little dry, I felt that like dryness behind my eyes, and I thought, okay, maybe this is allergies. Um, and so I felt that for maybe about an hour or two, and then it went away. Uh, he like had a low grade fever for I want to say eight hours. So he had like a low grade fever. Um, he was drowsy and sleepy and he had a little vertigo again. Um, he did take a, he took a Tylenol cause they told us we could take Tylenol. It's okay. So he took Tylenol for the fever. And it, I mean, and when I say low grade fever, I mean like low grade fever, like it's only one point like more than what your normal temperature is supposed to be. Um, but you could tell he had a fever cause he was a little warm to the touch and then his eyes were, were like bloodshot. And then after that like little nap I think he took that was it he was good to go um and that's it that's what we got for like from like the second vaccine so the second vaccine has so far been and we have another eight days I think before we're done with the time frame but um it's been a lot easier for us and so we're not expecting to have anything else to have to deal with that but once I'm done with like being fully, fully vaccinated, being integrated properly in my system, then I am definitely, I told my partner, I was like, I, there's a taco place I want to go to. I also want to get some Jack in a box. Um, I also want to go and I want, I need to get my oil changed. I haven't had my oil changed in over a year. Um, even though I haven't put very many miles on my truck in the last year, but, um, yeah, I needed to go do that. I needed to go to the doctor, get an update on my prescription, but I don't want to go in person. So all these things that I've been holding off on, that's what I'm going to go do. Um, I've also got to go get a passport photo and update my passport. My partner's got to go get um, his license for Mex- New Mexico. So all these things that we've been waiting for, but we're done. We're done and we're vaxxed and that's been the experience that we've had. So really for you guys, um, it is something to think about, but honestly, like I've, I've, I've been okay. Everybody's going to, uh, everybody's going to be different. Um, but my neighbors, they all got Pfizer, um, some of them, and then um, they're older. So, they had more of that like drowsy or like the discombobulated feeling longer than we did. So they had it for a few weeks versus we only had it for like a few days. Um, but their situation has been different, but they're, they're fine. You know, they are, they've all recovered and they feel fine. Um, I, have family members who have gotten the Johnson and Johnson one. I've got family members who've gotten Moderna. Um, I haven't heard from any people who are following online that they've had some horrible experiences only, only other than they've gotten really sick or they had some really like flu like symptoms and it was not fun. Um, and we, I have family members like that as well, but it's up to you guys. It is up to you. But I mean, what I felt was about the Pfizer one. So I, all right guys, love you all. And, um, Thanks for tuning into the show uh, to check out our other podcast episodes, my free social media events, and all the other cool content I put out. Just visit my website at fernandamarone.com. That's www.fernandomarone.com. See you next time.